Hello everyone and welcome to the Property Investment Blueprint Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build generational wealth, whilst gaining total freedom from your business or job. That is what Property Investment Blueprint Podcast is all about. I am your host, Rahim Ba. In less than five years, I was able to start my property investment journey from zero to building a multi-million pound property investment portfolio that generates passive income that allows my wife and I to quit our jobs. And now, I want to show you how to do the same. I will share with you how to create wealth without creating a job. You will learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over seven figures all before the age of 30. If you want to learn all about low-risk property investing, achieve financial freedom, and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. Are you looking to start your property investment journey? Or have you already started your property investment journey and you're ready to take it to the next level? Well, in this episode, I'm going to share 10 actionable steps anyone can follow to purchase a buy-to-let property. Okay, if you've been thinking, what are these steps or what do I need to consider or what do I need to think about to buy a property now, especially if you haven't bought a property for a very, very long time and now you want to go into the property market to be able to buy a solid investment. So these 10 actionable steps, if you follow these steps, it will bag you an amazing property deal. So let's get to it. When you're buying a property, it's not just going out there buying as if you're buying your own home. There are so many things you need to think about. There's so many jigsaws that that comes with it for you to be able to buy a solid investment because obviously what you want when you invest in property, you don't really want to buy a property that becomes a rope on your neck, a property that you, you that gives you sleepless night or things like that. You want to ensure that any property you buy is a property that will give you amazing return on investment, not just amazing return on investment. And also it gives you a better capital appreciation. You want to buy a property in about a year or two, it goes up in value in five or 10%. These are the sort of properties you want to buy. And again, this short episode is going to list all those things you need to take into account when you to buy these properties that would allow you to have capital appreciation as, as well as amazing return on your investment. Number one, the first thing if, uh, for you to look at if you're thinking of investing in a, in a property uh, or buying a property or buying properties or investment properties is to have a criteria, okay? If you haven't got a criteria, uh, it's just it's just it's just silly to be honest with you. It's like you wanting to travel, you don't know where what your destination is. I'm pretty sure if you want to travel to Birmingham from, from Cardiff, if you don't know where you're going, you have to have a destination, a criteria of where you're going to go through or what sort of criteria you need to meet to be able to um, do whatever you, you, you are doing. Suppose you want to um, probably enroll in a course, for example. The course may have a criteria. Obviously, you have to hit those criteria for you to be able to enroll in that course. It's exactly the same thing when it comes to property, right? When you invest in, what's your criteria? What sort of properties are you looking for, right? Consider the size, for example. Are you looking for two-bedroom houses? Are you looking for three-bedroom houses? For me personally, I look for anything over three-bedroom houses, okay? The only time I buy two-bedroom houses is when there's a potential to convert into three or four-bedroom houses or to convert it into flat or something like that. The reason why I buy three-bedroom houses is because if you rent a three-bedroom house to a family, they will stay for a very, very long time because... There's enough room to house the people. But if you buy a two-bedroom house, 
obviously if they have another child especially if they have opposing sex then that way then they would have to find another house to house the, all the kids especially if the kids are hitting their six or seven years old they want to live in separate rooms again if it's three bedroom they have a boy and a girl each of the one of them would occupy one bedroom and then the parent would obviously stay in the other bedroom again that's the reason why i only buy three bedroom houses okay the only time i buy a two bedroom house is if i can convert it into three bedroom location is also key location 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 is vitally important for you to get a great capital appreciation you need to buy a property in a right location not just the right location a location that is appealing to the people that you're targeting again this depends on your target market if you're looking for working professionals who hasn't gone up in in the ladder you want to buy a property that are very close to city center, shopping center, or town center. That way, then they know that it's walking distance or it's about a mile or half a mile away to the shopping center. That, that way, they can drive and can get to wherever they want to get to um, quickly as possible. And also, it may be a walking distance to, to, their, to their workplace. Again, very important. If you're, if you're targeting doctors, CEOs, directors, maybe you want to buy the property in an, in an affluent area. Where property prices are, are expensive, maybe in a conservative areas where 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 some kind of middle class live, or maybe rich people live in that within that city or town. So again, if that's your target market, you want to buy the property in that location. This then doesn't necessarily need to be near a town center or a or a shopping center because obviously. People that are living in these areas, they've got cars, they can drive, and they want to stay out of the crowd as well. So again, this is where your target market comes in. So you need to know before you buy that property, who your target market is, who are your tenant, what sort of tenants type are you looking for? Again, if you know that, that would help you significantly to, 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 um, to determine what sort of property to, to um, buy. And also the budget you have, okay? You have to have a budget, okay? You're not, you're not just going to go into buying properties. You have to say what your budget is and you stick to that budget, okay? You need to stick to the budget. Don't get tempted buying uh, more expensive houses or maybe cheaper houses that would actually ruin you and attract the wrong sort of tenant, right? If you want to attract nice, live nice, nice tenants, you need to be buying properties in a in a in some certain amount. For example, my my sweet spot is anywhere between sixty to one hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Now the property price has gone up. I've increased that to about two hundred thousand pounds. This, these are my sweet spots. Okay, I buy properties within that range because it gets me to buy the property in a, in, in a location where most people would want to live. Okay, so I target those sort of areas. Okay, the second actionable step if you want to buy a property, especially an investment property, is you look for properties that you could add value to. I've been banging on this in most of my episodes okay because i always talk about adding value add value look for property that you can add value to a property that you can renovate add a new kitchen a new bathroom extra bedroom a loft conversion or something to that property to make sure it literally looks amazing and not just that if you're doing the buy refurbish and refinance you're able to pull some of your investment out because obviously that's the whole point of doing the buy refurbish and refinance and if you're selling it also it gives you a better selling point okay because the property would be better than the properties next door especially if you added a bedroom or you have a loft conversion etc etc the third actionable step is basically how much do you want to spend in your refurbishment cost this is vitally important i've seen people lose all their investment in renovations okay so again this is where your target market comes in two things you need to consider here 
be before you be before you actually start the refurb. Are you refurbing to rent or are you refurbing to sell? It's two different things. If you refurb into to, um, rent, you don't want to go mad on expensive stuff, okay? Because you're holding that property for a very long time. However, if you're selling, maybe you want to get something slightly more expensive than if you're renting it. Because you want to, you want to attract people to it, okay? And more than feel to the property, etc., etc. And again, the third thing you need to consider is your target market. Right. If you buy this property near a shopping center, town center, you don't want to go mad on the expensives on on the renovation cost. Maybe you want to look at what sort of tenants you have in that area and design your property accordingly. But however, if you're buying this property in an affluent area, like where there are doctors, nurses, accountants, CEOs, even the names itself tells you it's a premium market. Okay, so you have to buy premium. Um, things you have to do a premium because once you do a premium, it attracts this sort of people as well. You want to spend a bit more money in your kitchen, a bit more money in your bathroom, the renovation itself, you know, the um, light fittings, whatever it is you're doing, it has to be premium because obviously you're targeting that sort of market. Again, these are the little things we need to consider, but you need to know how much in the in the in the out, outset you've got to invest in your in your renovation cost. This is before you even buy the property. Very important because you don't want to go in and then end up losing money, not having enough money to um, do your um, renovation work. That, that that then becomes a nightmare, becomes trouble. You could not raise the money the time you want it. So ensure that you know how much you want to spend in your renovation cost. The fourth thing to actually consider or actionable thing, you need to understand and determine your return on your investment. What sort of return on your investment are you targeting? Right, you you determine that first before you start your property investment journey. Are you looking for six percent if you're renting the property, for example, to a family? Are you looking to fifteen percent? Are you looking for twenty percent? What sort of strategy you want to go into? You need to de determine that before you actually buy that property. Right, family let anything between six and ten percent is it is kind of good if you're renting it to a normal family, premium. Um, areas maybe looking you look into 10 or 15 percent and again it depends in your investment area but you have to determine that in your in in the in the outset before you even um, consider offering to buy a property the um, fifth thing you need to consider basically is your cash flow right vital important i've been banging on cash flow so many times it has to be cash flow correct whether you're selling or you're renting that property Right, you have to have two exit strategy. You have to make sure that even if the property did not sell, if you rent it, you're going to make profit. Okay, I've seen people buying properties because they want to sell. They did not consider about the renting side of things, and they couldn't sell the property, and they cannot rent it, and then that property becomes a rope on on, on their neck. So, it needs to work two ways. If you remember what I've been saying to my student is heads we win, tails we don't lose. Okay, heads we win, tails we don't lose. So what you do basically, it has to make you profit if you're renting it. And then obviously if you're selling, again, it needs to make you profit. Okay, you have to have both exit strategy pan out before you even think about basically buying that property. If you've got only one exit strategy 
uh, I'm afraid you will struggle to close any deals. You will struggle to actually do properties. You has to be renting as well as being able to sell it. So if you, if you cannot sell it for, um, for whatever reason, you can rent it. And then if you don't want to rent it, then you can say you've got those two exit strategy. Okay, cash flow is king. Okay, six actionable step um, you want you want to do to uh, for you to be able to buy a property is basically find a reason why you should not buy a property. I know this sounds a bit controversial, but that's how I buy my properties. Okay, I find a reason not to buy the property. Right, if I can find a reason not to buy it, right, I will not buy it. Right, find a reason not to buy it right if you find a reason don't buy it if there's no reason for you not to buy that property then you buy the property okay so because basically what you want basically you want to say am i really really looking at the property in a in a neutral way because if you're looking at if you're looking for a reason not to buy then you don't know that you will be able to know whether that property is the sort of property you need to buy or not okay so very important the seven step actionable step look for properties that have been in the market for a while okay the reason why i tend to do this is because if the property has been on the market for a while if say minimum of minimum minimum of three months you have an opportunity to get that property at discount because what happens that seller has become a motivated seller they would want to sell now the properties have been on the market for a very long time they need that money to do whatever they want to do okay so if you look at those properties and most of this some of these properties are already overpriced as well but what you then do basically that gives you the opportunity to actually go out there and negotiate at a below market price because one you've got two opportunities there one you could um uh, contact the owner directly because obviously they may have um uh, contract may have expired with the agent you can contact them directly by sending letters out or basically you could contact the agent tell them you're interested in buying that house tell them how much you, you want to offer the price contact the agent and then obviously find out about the property the the eighth actionable step is basically is to put your offer right very important how do you put your offer you don't want to ring them say i want to put an offer for this property and i want to put eighty thousand pounds down for this property you know that's what everybody does right if everybody's doing that you should not be doing that right i do exactly the opposite of what people are doing so what i do if i'm putting an offer i'll tell them what my offer price is i give them why i put that offer maybe i'll tell them i need to renovate the house right i need to do xyz to the property and then obviously um this is how much it's going to cost me to to, to 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 actually get it done and then i do property as a business it needs to be a solid, sound, profitable business. And then guess what I do? I also provide them with comparable to um, justify the reason why I'm paying that price. Okay. And again, you can get these comparables from Zoopla and Rightmove to back your offer. Because once you've, once you've backed that offer, then the agent themselves will think, oh yeah, he's absolutely right, actually. If he's doing all this work to the property, the property can, can, can only sell at this price. So his actual offer price is kind of a good offer price and reasonable offer price. So that way they will go and sell your offer to the homeowner and then you would eventually be able to buy that property. The nine actionable step to purchase a buy to let property is basically being direct to the vendor. If you're direct to vendor and vendor literally um, uh, rejected all your offers, maybe your cash offers, bridging loan offers, your quick, quick offers, they are, if they rejected all that, find an overbuying strategy. Right? Sit with them, ask them why they're selling, what they really, really need, 
and see if any of these other buying strategies would work for them. Maybe you want to do a delayed completion, for example, right? Maybe you want to structure a purchase lease option um, with them. Or maybe, just maybe, you want to do vendor finance with them. They want to get the most out of the property. They may be happy to actually fund the deal for you, right? Again, offer this sort of strategy. Or maybe you want to go for a for a rent-to-rent -rent deal and, and, and having the opportunity to buy the property at the end as well. So whatever this whatever their situation is, try to strategize that way to buy the property from them. Because these people are motivated sellers already because the property may have been on the market for a very long time. And again, that way you'll be able to target this sort of people that needs your help the most. And then that way also you'll help them help you to buy the properties at discount. The 10 actionable step you need to do to buy property is basically follow up. Okay, it's very simple, but people don't do this. Okay, follow up with the deals that have fell through, right? Give it a couple of weeks of, or, or a few weeks or maybe a couple of months to, to check back with, with the agent to find out if the property has, or has been sold, has been actually sold and it's been taken up or taken off the market. So if that's the case, then you can move on to another deal. But as long as the property is on the market or it's still going sale process, find out whether the deal was completed. Because some, some of these sales fell through, right? If, if, if it fell through, then obviously you then have the opportunity to actually plug in and then buy the property below what you've already initially asked, okay? And again, the, the 11th step, which I haven't included in it, this is a bonus one, okay? Have lots of options. Right. Do not just look at one property. OK, otherwise you get disheartened, especially if they said no, 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 no and no's to you. Have lots of options. OK, have lots of properties in the pipeline. So if they say no to you, it doesn't really bother you. You can move on to the other deal. Right. And then keep looking. Keep looking for property deals. Don't just rely on one or two or a couple of deals. Never fall in love in one property. Okay, never, ever and ever fall in love in one property. Okay, keep looking for different properties, make offers to different properties and get addicted to looking for more properties so that then you don't feel let down if someone turn around and say they're not going to accept your offer. Okay, and again, these are the things you could do. These are the 11 actionable steps you could do to buy your buy-to-let property investment or to purchase your buy-to-let property investment. If, if you like this episode or any of my episodes, don't forget to hit the like button and follow us so that each episode can be downloaded directly in your device. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to sharing the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much to all our listeners. I will leave you with this. Take some form of action today. Take one tiny step to move you to the next level, the life of financial freedom, to live life by design, not by default. Again, thanks for listening to Property Investment Blueprint Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and like this episode so future episodes are downloaded directly to your device. I would appreciate if you would leave an honest rating and review. Not only I read every single one, but it's also helped me understand what content matters most to our audience. I shall see you next time.